This is Ziggy Heim, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we've been around for three years. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on the Northeast style independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for last Saturday's AIW show, Hey Yo. I'm your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Watermaneuver. Like I said, this is a review episode for AIW's Hey Yo. And like I also said, something I've realized earlier today, Wrestling Cheers has been around for three years. As of this day that we're recording on was when the Ohio Indian Report became Wrestling Cheers. And when this episode comes out is actually when the first uh, episode, the pilot episode, uh, Double Zero, came out. So... Three years of Wrestling Cheers, and well, gonna do what we do best, talk about AIW, and review another Akron show from AIW. So, like I said, I'm your host, Justin Summers, and we also have Charlie Butters. Hey, yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, how was, uh, how'd you feel about the show? Uh, it was really fun. I love Akron shows, and I had a blast. I wish it was a little bit long. I don't know. I would never say this about shows, but I really wish it was just a little bit longer, because I feel like... I, I, there was so much to to do and see, and I didn't get to do everything. So, I kind of wish we would get a surprise show after one of these new talent initiatives. Just book m- half uh, regular roster, half new talent, throw them in different matches, and we don't know what's going on. I think that'd be so much fun. Yeah, that could be real different. I, I, I dig that. And we also have Stacy. Hey, man, how's it going? Going good. Uh, what'd you think about the show? The show is real good, man. The Akron shows have a little different vibe than a normal AIW show. Uh, but holy shit, were there a lot of people uh, in that place? I also love how weird that fucking place looks inside. <laughs> the whole, the whole like desert uh, motif in there is uh, it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, there was. So many people. We were packed in there before door, doors open, and then getting people in there. Like we had, we ended up having three pre-show matches, and I think there was people that I saw by the door around the first pre-show match, and they were they were waiting in the Scott Hall line. And by the time they got close to Scott Hall, you're talking 
almost the end of the third match. Oh, dude, there was a guy who I specifically saw. He was like a he was wearing like a suit jacket and he had a lot of belts. He yeah. had like a, a stack of belts in his hand. I don't know if you saw that guy. Yeah. yeah I, saw um, I mean, there was a bunch of tooth with belts, but I th- I think I know the one you're talking about. I watched that specific guy be in line and be like sort of by where I was sitting uh, at the start of those dark matches. And as the first real match was starting, he was just up at Scott Hall. So, I mean, that was that was not even halfway through. The, so that was more, less than halfway back the line. And it took three matches or three things worth of time uh, for that dude to make it from there around to Scott Hall. So I can't imagine if you were like over by the door, that line had to be like an hour wait, I would guess, from like when you got in it to when you got over there. And then, I mean, there was just so many people packed in there. So you had that line and then just trying to get to the other side of the the gym, I ended up having to just take a shortcut uh, in front of the, the entrance. Because there's just so many fucking people to get through. Which, I, I, it's one of the things you love seeing. You love seeing this many people, whether they be newer fans or older fans, whether they're here for Scott Hall or whatever. But I'm I'm so happy of, like, how packed that show was. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know what? And they played a, a goddamn trick on me, the Tad Moore Shrine did. I was out in the lobby, and I was like, man, it does not smell like a fucking fish fry in here. For the first time in all the times we've been here, it doesn't just reek of fried fish. And then I opened the door, went through the door into the actual room, and yeah, no, there it fish sticks. It smelled <laughs> smelled just like fish sticks. That so you're in there long enough, and then it smelled like fish sticks and bo. Oh man, you had stinky folks over by you. I had a couple. I know when I was waiting in line that were I'm like, did did, did you not take a shower today, man? Like, I'll openly admit, I am very uh, weird about that kind of stuff. Like, I'm a bigger dude. I know I can stink sometimes. But before shows, it's I'm taking every precaution. Like, I don't want to be that person. I took a shower, uh, deodorant, cologne. I think I put uh, a couple different colognes on on different layers. Uh, and Some, uh, like, gold bond, like, stuff. Like, I, I don't want to be the stinky person. Man, I just got a window into your regimen that I don't know that I. <laughs> so you went you went through a lot of steps there, man. I mean, good. That's good. But man, I uh, intensive. <laughs> I think that uh, my little trick that I use now, because once I get the smell of bo in my nose, it won't go away, and it just ruin it'll ruin my night. So I uh, I put a little cologne on my hand, and if I get a whiff of bo, I just like smell the back of my hand, and it kind of clears that out. Uh, that's, that's my smart. new little trick. So that's smart. I'm gonna stick with that. I mean that, or I'm just gonna start like stocking up on dollar deodorants and start passing them out. Man, you know what works good is if you just rip a vape pen, um, <laughs> yeah. and you kind of just smell whatever the you know whatever flavor you had, and just exhale through your nose down into your shirt that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that would work too i guess yeah yeah but we had a lot of these, de- are, these are life these are life hacks for <laughs> you children. Uh, i was in the scott hall line uh i know i jumped in line right before the first dark match started 
and I was in my seat with my uh, autograph, like right as the the final one started. So I was actually in line right by Scott Hall when uh, we had a surprise guest. So, and I lost my mind. So, oh man, what a surprise that was! <laughs> yes, but we'll get into that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So, yes, we had uh, three pre-show matches uh i will before we get into all of it like i didn't do the scott hall thing i kind of wanted to uh chose not to the only thing that i well there's two things i bought from the show one officially from aiw is i picked up a john thorne shirt which actually is my first wrestling shirt i've bought of the year and i actually think it might be my first uh like graphic tee style shirt for the year like i've bought like a couple work shirts and i'm not counting those but like because me with my massive collection I'm trying to not buy as much shit. So that was it. I, I bought that. Oh, and then I did buy a Danhausen keychain that I lost. So now I don't really count it. But then I also bought some Hasbro's off of Tom Dunn. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, you the, the reprint of that John Thorne shirt looks great. Yes. Yes. It obviously is a reprint. Uh, I always liked it better than when uh, when I f- First started coming to AIW, and he had a he had a match at Absolution, and he made some new shirts. Uh, they're like neon, neon green and neon pink, and you can get mm-hmm. uh, them reversed color, whatever color shirt you prefer. And I I don't know. I think I, I got the neon green one, and I just I, I don't want to look like Flubber. I don't want to look like Slimer. So I think I've only wore it like twice. Black's a fat man's friend. It is. So many people bitch about, oh, I get tired of black shirts. I'm like, fuck you. I love them. Wrestlers, more black shirts, please. Wrestling fans are fat. Fat dudes all know that black shirts help better than like a white shirt or a pink shirt or a green shirt. Like if you're making those cool colored shirts, that's rad. I want to see all kinds of cool merch. But like don't ever bother making them in fat dude sizes because we're, <laughs> we're just going to buy black shirts. That's Yes. That's kind of why I didn't buy an AIW hoodie, because uh, I didn't want to look like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> Great. However, now I, look, now I, I look like I the Kool-Aid man. to get one at the show, and they are sold out of uh, anything or over a large. They said they were probably going to do another run, so hopefully if they do, they maybe do black, because I'd rather have a black hoodie, another black hoodie. So I, I threw this out the thorn on Twitter, and I actually got a lot of people liking it. I, I want another run of black hoodies. But instead of having white, I want red. Maybe if they're doing it for cost, I understand because uh, you got to throw white underneath it. But I've to, when I think of AIW, I think of black and red. So I would like that in a hoodie. Like I have a black AIW hoodie and I have a red AIW hoodie, but I want them together. Like even if it was just the logo on the front, that's it. I think I'd be happy. Like I don't need anything on the back. But that's just that's just my two cents. And great, now I look like the Kool-Aid man when I wear my red hoodie. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome. It's okay, I look like him when I wear my red Danhausen shirt, so, you know, it, it is what it is. And then, Stacey, you didn't, you didn't do uh, Scott Hall at all? I certainly didn't do Scott Hall at all. <laughs> I s- you, are, you, are, you are correct. Um, and I said it that way actually on purpose because I'm like, I know the way he's going to take it. Every time I say something, there's this other, I'm like, I'm going to say it. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, um, no, no contact between me and Mr. Hall at all. Um, 
I like Scott Hall. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's not in that way. We got it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I've just, uh, yeah, I've got a gauntlet ticket to buy and other things and such. And just, uh, it was an expense I skipped. But it, I mean, in the greater hierarchy of people who have came in for signings, this was pretty fucking high up there. It's just, I, yeah, financially wasn't in the cards. And I'll throw it out there, too. I mean, this is his second time coming to AIW. And he managed to kill it. I think combined total, he has to be number one in the books of AIW of like meet and greet money. Because I want to say he he was really popular the first time he came too. Right. And I mean, the he and I, the only other line that I've seen that looked close to that in that room was Harley Race. Mm -hmm. And Harley Race was put in a different corner. So the lines were long, but they weren't technically as long. Scott right, Hall. yeah, it went down that whole other side for Scott. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get out of that because, like, we do have a, a lot, a lot of matches. Like I said, three pre-show matches, and every every match has at least one person from the the New Talent Initiative. So we're gonna start with every match of the pre-show. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying of the pre-show, there's at least one person. And actually, gotcha, gotcha. Pretty much, there's only a small amount of people that's never been in AIW in, in some of these matches. There's some returns, too. Uh, we'll start off with the first match. We had technically making his, de- uh, his uh, return to AIW. He said one match a handful of years back Jackson Stone versus Holden Albright. And uh, Jackson Stone was the first person that I kind of went crazy for because it's kind of cool to see him back in the IW and how much he's evolved the character and getting getting another shot uh, really quick because we have a lot to talk about in this episode. Any thoughts uh, from you guys on this match? We'll start with Charlie. Uh, Holden is now the scary wolf man. <laughs> and uh, he needs to learn how to put those flaps on the back in so it looks better. Tuck Other in than the that, goddamn flaps. That's right. Other than that, I thought he almost died like twice in the match. Uh but it was a pretty pretty decent match. I enjoyed it. It was uh some big meaty men in there doing things. How about you, Stacy? It wasn't bad, but that kid needs to tuck in his fucking neck flaps. <laughs> uh it was Jackson Stone winning via pounce. Uh, and actually, uh, I think the, the ref for this match uh, used a couple times throughout the night, but he was also, I believe, a new talent initiative. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, somebody said he looked like a um, mini Matt Justice. Oh, I could I could see it. I, th- I think I know him from another Akron promotion, I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure. But I'm, now I'm looking at the photos now. It kinda, he kind of looks like Matt. I didn't see the similarity in person, but maybe I missed something. Next up, we had a tag team match, a triple threat tag team match. We had Milk Chocolate, Brandon Watts, and a wonderful gentleman by the name of Randy Summers versus Nick Stapp and the Boar. Yeah, Boar. <laughs> versus, oh, yeah. versus Trav- Travis Huckabee and Matt Makowski. Um... I'll throw out that I heard about Milk Chocolate years ago. 
I'm going to estimate probably like 2013 through uh, some podcasts that I used to be somewhat associated with uh, that and Brandon Watts had happened to be on. And I'd heard about the, the just the tag team milk chocolates. I'm like, oh, cool. Like your tag team partner has my real last name. Cool. And I just kind of looked at them as they're, they're East Coast people. Like I, they'll probably never make it here. Um, well, they're the first out. And my jaw dropped. Did not ever expect to see milk chocolate in the IW. Um, Nick Stapp comes out. We hear the music. Love the man. My shock there was I was like, why is CPA doing the new talent <laughs> yes. initiative? Yeah, I was kind of like, all right, this is this is CPA Nick Stapp's music. Okay, like, it's going to be him, right? So then he comes out. So, okay, okay, this is a tag team match. Out come the boar. Uh Good portion of the audience went nuts on that one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, uh, Travis Huckabee, who was in the New Talent Initiative last year, and uh, Matt Mikowski, which I'd heard of a little bit about Matt before. Uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. Oh, uh, he's uh, obviously I can't say obviously, but he was paired with Travis Huckabee, and I believe Travis Huckabee is also a graduate of the Wrestle Factory. Could be wrong. Makes sense. He was the only dude that I had never heard of in this match. I knew Travis Huckabee. I had seen Milk Chocolate on a few things on like IWTV. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, the Boar. But yeah, CPA and Boar is my new favorite tag team. I hope they stay keep tagging. I enjoy them together. Good Somebody stuff. said they thought that they made CPA do the new talent initiative because he changed his name to Nick Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Stapp had wrestled for AIW. And I thought that was really funny. Man, can I get in some sort of tag team action of uh, the boar and maybe Nick Stapp, maybe somebody else versus Bear Country? I just kind of want to see uh, boar and bears. Kind of an animal fight. I don't know, but uh, I think nine times out of ten you're going to see a bear win that fight, but... I don't know. Boar is pretty beefy. That's a large boar. Mm-hmm. This is true, but you got two very large bears too. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, it was milk chocolate that uh, pulled out the victory here. Actually, like I didn't even get a chance to tweet it out because this is the one thing that I hate about these shows. I don't know everybody's Twitter handle, and there's this match and a match we'll talk about later in the night where I was almost completely stumped it was matt mikowski that i did not know his twitter handle and i didn't catch his name and i didn't know how to even if i did i didn't exactly know how to spell it offhand man it was pointed out during this match too uh in the section i was sitting in that milk chocolate for how like their gear was kind of pro like they had that ruby riot style stuff with the one leg and the one short leg Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna be a tag team don't both have the same leg like have the opposite legs they and then you should also consider uh, strapping your two center legs together and just being a three-legged wrestler. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, I would think, but I, obviously, I, I don't. I don't know. Potentially, we see milk chocolate again in AIW. I, I would think so. Um, any other any other thoughts on this match, guys? No, it was oh, a no, fun, no. Li- fun little match. Boar. That's right. Do you want more boar? Always, yeah. Definitely. Uh, next up is not something we we tweeted about, but we heard a, an old familiar 
song, old familiar theme, and out comes Magnum CK. He does the hat throw. It's 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 just like old times. He gets in the ring. He talks a little bit, then all of a sudden out comes a song we we don't recognize, a name of somebody that I I know of, but I mean I'll be honest, I wasn't like crazy about it, but I was like, oh cool, I know who you are, Ethan Wright. Um, been around a lot of other smaller companies in Northeast Ohio, but I think has yet to have any type of standout type match or performance or anything or just get to, I think this is like what, in my opinion, probably be his highlight so far. So he comes out, talks shit to Magnum, and then, you know, challenges him to a fight or a match, whatever. Magnum actually says, which uh, we don't know how to take this. But he said he was 100%, but he wouldn't be in a match tonight because it's not WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania weekend. And he says he happens to know some friends. So hit their music. Out comes the production. And not not just Derek Director, but the newest member, the new leading lady. That's right, the leading lady of the production, Ziggy Heim. I went nuts. This is something that's kind of been building for about two years, getting... Ziggy into the production. I think at one point it was jokingly that she was going to be the makeup artist. So we're here now. She's in in the production, uh, but she's not in this particular match. It's actually Derek versus Ethan Wright. Wow. What were you guys' thoughts on this match and Ziggy now being a part of the production in AIW? Start with Stacy. Well, I let's start with Magnum CK, man. Okay, we could definitely start with Magnum CK. This was the highlight of the night for me, man. I uh, I was super fucking excited to see Magnum walk out with a fucking robe on and do the fucking hat toss and get in the ring and grab a microphone. It's It's been over a year uh, since that happened. And man, uh, man, it, it, boy, it was real fucking good. Uh, I really fucking hope that we do get to see Magnum uh, back in a ring soon if man if nothing else just to have that guy around like his abilities on the microphone and the way he can work a crowd are something that i think younger wrestlers need to see and be around because he's really fucking good at it uh and then man you got to be real happy for ziggy right Mystic. Like, it was pretty fucking good it's a really good fit i think like the whole thing works uh I, I really dig it. I think it was, I think it's the right move. I think it's the right spot for, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's really fucking cool. What are your thoughts on it, Butters? So I, uh, one of my more recent shows when I started coming again was actually Magnum's retirement. So to see him come out here, uh, I was real happy about, um, cause I have gone back and seen some, some stuff and I, I really did enjoy, uh, the stuff I saw of his. So I was real happy to see him. Um, the match itself was okay. I'm real happy that Ziggy's in, uh, the production. I think it's a new fun route with, that they can do with her. And, uh, it just, it works. It fits. Uh, it made a lot of sense. It was, yeah, it, it, I was very happy with it. Um, I think that would probably be in my top five moments of the night. So the thing that I'll say about Magnum is that, that I, I missed about him besides, uh, the entrance and, and all that is I think out of promo ability and promo execution, 
he's one of, if not the best, in at least recent AIW history, potentially of all of AIW history. And the thing that I look at him is when he would put out his promos before matches, he he knew not to just, you know, set up his phone in front of a regular random backdrop. Like, he knew, like, all right, I'm going to go out to a field and do this one. I'm going to go into, like, a classroom and do this one. Like, he always, he made them look special. Even if Dustin Alberti didn't like a three-minute promo that he did a couple years ago. They were always special. Wow, that's a real specific thing to call back on. That must have hit you funny, Summers. Uh, that, you, that you're still angry at Alberti about something from three years ago. It, it wasn't It wasn't that. It was actually Magnum's reaction to the comment that was said on this show a couple years ago. And that actually, I think that made Magnum like try to keep him under a certain certain time. So it, it was like uh, this, this comment of him just thinking... Of just like Dustin saying, this is how I felt about it. Like, ah, too long. And even though I think I have, at that time I threw out, I'm like, well, uh, Josh Prohibition promo. And this was a promo like on YouTube, not in the ring where you have to sit there and wait. It's like, no, this is a YouTube promo. J-Pro throws out, or at least used to throw out long promos all the time. I love them. But for the, uh, this particular reason, Dustin didn't particularly care for it. And that's, I think, something that I believe Magnum started working on. But at the same time, I think he was just like, man, fuck you. Like, that was a that was a good promo. That was great. Different camera angles and all this kind of stuff. But that's that's one thing I remember, because that's one thing I loved about Magnum is some of those promos, how inventive they were. So that's something that I, I you don't see many people do. Granted, I think since he's left, there has been those ones. Uh, Wes has thrown out a, a couple good ones. Uh, PME for a while was putting out some really good ones, uh, being real inventive, but Magnum was very consistent about it, and I miss that. And I've, I remember I've told other wrestlers and other companies, like things that I learned from just watching Magnum. I'm like, cut promos. Just don't just do them on a on a regular backdrop. Be inventive. Like it's your character. Work on it. So hopefully, there's a lot of people that uh, learn from Magnum at this particular show because, like him being one of the main people of the New Talent Initiative, um, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, back to Ziggy. Uh, I think we've kind of said a lot. Completely, she deserves it. And I honestly can't wait to see her more. So, that's also, we are adding another woman to a regular AIW position. Yeah, how about that? So, that's awesome. That's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only a handful left in the area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With everybody getting scooped up by places, you know, um, it's I, again, I think it's a fucking really good fit. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think the fucking finish that Derek pulled in this match is unreal good. The director's chair. Yes, man. That thing looks good. Uh, we retweeted it out recently, but the, there is some video out there. I know you can find it on. Uh, Derek's Twitter, uh, completely awesome, and it, yeah, it was uh, Derek winning, winning the match and uh, ending the pre-show. Then surprises weren't necessarily over. We got into the main card. We started off with Eric Ryan versus Zach Thomas versus Wheelie Yuta versus not AJ Gray. Somebody else comes out. The champion of 
Action Wrestling and of Southern Underground Pro A.C. Mac. This is another moment. I flipped my shit. Uh, it, go ahead. You were real fun to sit behind, man. I'll tell you what. Every time something happened, you lost your shit. It was really great to watch. <laughs> um, I'm hoping this is not a one-off for him. I think he's a dude that has really made a name for himself over the past year to a year and a half. And he keeps going further and further away from his home territory. He's getting out there. He's on the rise. Love for AIW. I mean, he got a spot on the main show from somebody who, far as we know, didn't show up. Couldn't make it. Whatever reason it may be. That's pretty big. Yeah, it was a huge opportunity for him. And he, I mean, he did well, I think. Uh, boy, he's a fucking talker. Oh, God. I had, I, had, I had never seen him live before. But, man. He's it's it's a it's a thing. It's a thing to see. I don't I don't know that I've ever seen anyone keep going so persistently with talking shit in the ring when people <laughs> are like booing them and telling them to shut the fuck up. It was really impressive. I think of wrestlers that I know, he's at least in my top five and edging it closer to my top three. Really, really good. And that's up there. Actually, if the other two people in my top three would be in between him uh jackson argos and mjf i think that's good company no good company is a restaurant um. <laughs> and you can go to it in cleveland ohio and we'll get to more of that later yeah you can they have hamburger specials and stuff and wings yeah they have delicious wings. the what the fried bologna sandwich or sure fried bologna yep. cheesesteak cheese steak oh whatever oh that's Anyway. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what were your thoughts on AC Mac, Butters? Uh, it was a super big surprise. Like, when you went crazy, I was I was pretty in shock, too. Like, I couldn't believe he was there. And uh, it was good stuff. Um, he's, he's like, like you said, he is definitely one of those talkers that, like, he's very, very good at it. And I think that's um, something that, a lot of people need to work on and i think he's just got it down so good and like especially like what stacy said like he just through everything was still just kept talking shit and that's something like you could see uh at southern underground pro and when he was at beyond he he is used to that and can just go right through it and do exactly what he needs to do and it just it comes off really well and he can wrestle too and uh I was kind of bummed we didn't see any dick kicks from him because that's what he's kind of known for. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was uh, it was a really good match all around. I like everybody in the match, and it was a real good match too. So, any more from you, Stacy? Ah, uh, no, man. I was impressed with him. Uh, it was a good match. I mean, it's a it's a four way scramble thing. I, I'll say this. Uh, I I really like. AC Mac was good enough at just talking shit and talking shit and talking shit. I really wanted Eric Ryan to just stab him in the head with a fucking fork. <laughs> it was really good. Like he he really agitated the crowd well. Like if, if you can get me just like by running your mouth like consistently, like to to want bad shit to happen to you, you've done a pretty good job because I watch a lot of wrestling and not a lot of people are really that good at that, like that aspect of it. He's really good at it. Um, and any match with Wheeler Uden, it's good. 
it was Zach Thomas that won via Soul Bomb. After that, we had Hornswoggle versus Danhausen. Uh, this match was everything I expected expected it to be. Uh, fucking great. Uh, any thoughts on from you, Butters? So we know that they're uh, part of the Black Label Pro Tag Team Champions. Yes. And so that was kind of fun. They kind of touched on that. There was a lot of back and forth between them talking. And I'm glad like the crowd was like good enough to like try to be quiet to hear it and react, which was really fun. Um, the reversal of the tequila spot was was beautiful. I thought that was the best way to play it. Thank uh, fucking God. <laughs> It came off really well. Like, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if it's going to be as entertaining. Like, everybody's kind of tired of it. And they flipped it, made it beautiful. It worked great. I thought it was the best part of the match. Um, Dan Housen not being able to lift him was really funny, too. Uh, throughout the uh, the lower European uppercut he threw in the corner was really funny. Just there was a lot of really great little things that they did that was just uh, made it like a really fun, really fun match. So, yeah, man, it was really good. I like the whole bit with him trying to pin the fucking Pee Wee Herman doll at the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> Dawson not knowing the difference. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that, was, that was. Yeah, that's real good. Uh these two guys are both fucking pros at doing comedy spots. Like this was every bit as good as I thought it was going to be. I was so glad that they put some sort of twist on the fucking peewee dance thing. Uh, they, they worked it in a way where like Swoggle used the timing that was there. Like the first time I saw Danhausen do it so that some of the hits landed on the spots in the song that have like crescendos. Uh, like it was kind of, choreographed to it a little better so to speak and mm. uh I, it worked it worked really well uh it didn't make me uh you know roll my eyes at the peewee spot which i genuinely thought was really cool the first like at least dozen times i saw it it's just fallen victim to that thing where like every indie show for the most part ends up at the very least gift um, but probably streaming somewhere or somebody's posted like video clips of like every time it's happened. So like there's a want from crowds in new places. I'm sure to see that spot. Cause like, Oh, he's going to do the peewee spot here. And I totally get that. But from anybody who's like casually on the outside, you get the burnout from it. I think I did at least. I feel like and I think Dan Housen's fantastic. I just think that spots at this point kind of ran its course. I feel like I've seen Dan Housen recently work on some new spots. Maybe, you know, things we see in more matches or something that he's just trying out. Uh, but I feel like it's it's there. As in, like, some newer things to love that Dan Housen for. Oh, I, I fully believe there are. I mean, that dude that dude showed how smart he is at, at coming up with new stuff in the past year. Where, like, he sold me a long time ago on, on he's real smart at this stuff. I think it's just a thing where they're like something hit big enough that there's expectations around it now. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the case is, he's been doing the peewee thing for a hot minute. Yeah, it's like, you know, you got to play the hits for the crowd. I, I get it. Like, it's there. Um, I, I look for other things in the match to see, like, what he what he's been doing a little bit different because he has his certain things that he does. And uh, it, it, I think it works better when 
you have people that come up with their with an idea like or of something fun to do with that spot like i think what like swoggle uh, did right so i think like a lot of people had a lot of really fun stuff uh kind of like they did with joey ryan for the first how, however long that that made the the dick flip really interesting like to see which new funny different way he could flip somebody and yeah it got played out really quick uh for other reasons as well but there's people that always had really fun ideas and like you would still see like a gift from some weekend where like a new really different inventive way came out of it because somebody had a really great idea for it that they used when they got to face him so i think that that's going to be could be a similar thing where if somebody has a really fun idea for that spot, they can make it work. Like, uh, like when he faced uh, Nick Gage and Gage just completely no sold it. Like there's things you can do that, that can still make that a fun spot. You just like got to have people that are interesting enough and smart enough to come up with something to work with, um, to get the most out of that spot. So, right. Well, and, and to be honest, man, it could be a really good spot again in six, eight, ten months. Like, just let it sleep for a minute mm-hmm. and then bust it out unexpected in the match again, and people will dig it all over again. True, true. It was Hornswoggle that won via roll-up. Hornswoggle wins a match. That doesn't happen a lot, right? He beats Super Oprah, too. Huh. Maybe I'm wrong in my thinking on Swoggle, but I don't feel like I remember seeing him win a lot of matches outside of, like, the tag run with PB. He beat Thorne. He's he's been on a little streak. A little. I guess. Yeah. I guess so. I guess my wonder, brain was thinking wrong about Swoggle. Wonder where he's going for uh, Thunder in Paradise. What? Who's he uh, leading up to? And it's going to be hard to top what he did last year at Thunder in Paradise. Very last true. year at Mania. Very true. Wonder where he's going to be this Thursday. I said as a joke, maybe he goes back to you know. Oh, oh, that's this Thursday. Dude, that's how tuned out I am from that shit. I didn't even know the Blood Money show was Thursday. <laughs> I only know from listening to other podcasts, such as At Odds with Wrestling. So today, for the folks listening, <laughs> yeah, apparently there's apparently there's Blood Money Wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Tune into your WWE network and watch old men possibly get held hostage in a foreign country. All right, next up. Alex Shelley versus Trey Lamar. Wow. Uh, two things that I want to point out. First, it was uh, Alex Shelley coming out with uh, a tiger mask on. And yeah, when I when I put this out, because I, I realized how it was worded. That's tiger mask, lowercase, <laughs> not uppercase, but uh, comes out. And I could see Lee from where I was standing. And the look on his face, like he got a kick out of it. Um, and for a while, maybe it's like close to a year, I've had a joke, maybe a bad joke of uh, Bleed Trey Bleed. Uh, I accidentally got my wish. Trey did bleed in this match as I uh, busted his lip open. Uh, I'm sorry, Trey. My bad. Um, I think this this was uh, a moment for Trey to shine in, in Akron. I didn't expect him to win, but I expected him to look really good. And I think he did not a lead level of looking good against Alex Shelley, but still good. I'm happy for him, uh, for getting this opportunity. What were your thoughts on this match? Butters. 
he took a, a lot of chops to the chest. That's that's the main thing I remember from this match was he was he took a lot of chops, and that in the finishing sequence was was really really good. I really liked it. Trey so, looked. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go go ahead. My bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was done. I was just saying. Overall, I really enjoyed the match. But yeah, good. Trey looked on the same level as Alex Shelley. Like Trey didn't look like he shouldn't be in there. He was the less experienced guy. Uh, this match could have been on national television, and no one would have thought it looked out of place. Uh, Trey Lamar is real fucking good at wrestling. He is. Yep. Uh, it was Alex Shelley who picked up the win via shell shock. Okay. Next up, um, kind of explain how, how it went. Scott Hall comes out, does a thing that the, our legends have been doing in Akron, talking to the crowd. And then much like what happens in Akron is, out comes the Duke, but it isn't just the Duke. It's Bitcoin boys and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham with Parker Pierce. And you, you get a moment where it is, it's four on one against Scott Hall. But think you were actually not four on one, five on one against Scott Hall. And out comes to make the save. We have PME and bulking season. So we end up getting an impromptu match. Uh, eight-man tag of PME and bulking season versus Bitcoin boys, along with Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and Parker Pierce. Um, I like that we got that moment because it, it, it has become a staple. Was it predictable? Yes. But I do like that we added, like, we, we got a, a match out of it. And uh, I also like seeing bulking season get onto the card one way or another. What were your thoughts on this match? Charlie, uh, this was another just big old everybody in the ring going crazy. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I feel like you had to fit all these guys on the card. They were all there. So this is a good way to do it. Um, I really don't remember much from this match outside of the finish. Um, I know that I had a good time with it. It was fun. And then I know you were really excited about stuff that happened at the end. So, oh, you mean the. The hamburger toss? Fuck the free yeah. eats, man. <laughs> so, Yo, some man, pickle fucker hey. gave us free eats. So someone in front of me or near me, somebody got a burger and they went to eat it and they said it was cold. And I was like, what the fuck did you expect? When do you think that burger was purchased? They didn't yeah. like just run down to McDonald's right before the match and be like, hey, you know, we need a, a bag of burgers real quick. Like it was, it was some three o'clock <laughs> burgers you were getting. Don't yeah. uh, but man, I'm, I'm real glad Scott Hall did this spot because like Nash didn't do a spot like this at uh, Hell on Earth. Um but Akron, I mean, I guess it tends to happen at Akron more often, like uh, Akron and at uh, Rager. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad Scott Hall did the spot. Man, the the balking season boys have really came along. Like they're they're like a legitimate tag team in AIW now. I I like it. I like those guys. And they threw out free hamburgers to everybody. Yes. It was great. I might have gotten two. <laughs> that's only because uh chuck threw me one 
And then, like, I get towards the end, like, Arthur threw me the other one. I'm like, all right. That happened to be my uh, after-show sh- after meal because I had no drinks around me. And then just getting out of my seat to go wait in line, I was like, nah. Because this was, this was also, uh, well, this was right before intermission, but I had to pee. But I we're getting to different stuff. We're just, I ate them later. But I love it. What I, what I want to see, because I think I've talked about this, but I don't remember if it's been on the show or privately. What I wanted to see, at least with Chuck Stone, but now maybe with Bulking Season, what they did for the crowd, I would love to find the right match where instead of throwing streamers and obviously not throwing toilet paper, we throw hamburgers. I think that'd be awesome. So here's the only thing, man. <laughs> These are going to be three o'clock I was, burgers. I was thinking this. So I was thinking this as... Uh, they were throwing hamburgers out. I was like, wow, those McDonald's wrappers are actually doing a fantastic job of staying around those burgers because I did not expect that to be the case. Uh, I, those wrappers are usually on there pretty loose. And I would think that like, if everybody threw burgers in the ring, there would just end up being a bunch of like ketchup and bullshit that ends up all over the, the ring that I would imagine nobody wants to fucking clean up and or wrestle in. So there could be some pre-planning to make this work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have an idea for it. Um, And I think that if we were going to do it, it needs to be the moment of if they get a tag team title shot. Uh, Some tape and a special order when we order the burgers could be done so that there's a no muss, no fuss deal with it so man you put a lot of thought into this i've 30 seconds man i promise you yeah uh, but I, I maybe maybe a little bit more i have a lot of time on my hands at my job okay i, I daydream a lot <laughs> i mean you could order the hamburger plain or you do it you do it plain and then you put some tape on the on the wrapping mm-hmm. so that it holds so you don't have to worry about it exploding well, in the ring if it's plain there's no ketchup and bullshit to worry about right but also, if you don't want it, you know, there to be bread and stuff everywhere, too. So if you just put a little piece of tape on it, load them up, you know. But, yeah. It I mean, it's a, hell of, it's a hell of a visual if there's, like, 40 hamburgers being thrown at somebody. <laughs> but. It's it's the equivalent of what we've done a couple times for Space Monkey, where we throw bananas in. But obviously, that's a lot easier. Yo, man, real talk. I've watched that poor motherfucker dodge you assholes throwing bananas at him. It's a goddamn banana. Be easy. There's no reason to pelt that poor motherfucker with bananas. You're supposed to lob them, not toss them like a baseball at him. Yeah. I used to sit in the bleachers and feel bad for that dude about caramel. Like, I don't know if he thought you liked him or hated him. There were some vicious banana throwers at that fucking place. <laughs> well, now now he has the translating uh, collar, so he could tell us off if it's if it's uh, people are throwing him too bad. Vic- vicious banana throwers, new band name called it Dibs. All right, um, it was PME and bulking season w- winning via Sunset Dreams and. This also led us into intermission, so we will be right back right after this.
Listen to Virtual Pros, the world's only wrestling podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Listen to Virtual Pros, available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Coming out of intermission, we started exactly how I figured we would, and we started off with the new talent initiative, Scramble. Unfortunately, as this match was uh, starting to get underway of uh, wrestlers coming out, I was talking with Nick Stapp. Didn't catch a lot of people's names. The only name that I did recognize was Levi Everett. So when this was tweeted out, there was a, Quote, I'll be honest, I need help from AIW and the rest of the audience to know who is in this match besides Levi Everett. It took a little while, but we actually got answers. So this match was Levi Everett versus Big Shorty Lee versus Benjamin Carter versus D.L. Hurst versus Alan Angels versus Nolan Edwards. Um, only names that I knew, I mean, I knew Levi and I kicked myself in the ass later because I did know who DL Hurst was. He's, you know, from the Northeast, hear a lot about him with, you know, guys like Nick Stapp and smart Mark Sterling. So I was like, okay, now I at least know those two. The rest, I really wasn't familiar with, but the thing that stood out the most, this was the official card debut of Levi Everett, a guy who's had multiple pre-show matches, and the crowd went nuts for him. Yeah, finally, I was real happy to see it. Like a lot of people were behind Levi Everett. I like Levi Everett a lot. Uh, I actually was familiar with another guy in this match, Nolan Edwards. I called a match he had against Dominic Garini at UXWA. He's really good. He has like a sort of crust punk gimmick uh i guess uh but he's he him and dom had a fucking banger of a match it was really fucking good that's why he looked familiar okay <laughs> i yeah. saw that match i really liked that match he, he yeah. was the one that stood out to me yeah he was really good mm-hmm. um yeah he uh that that kid's real good i didn't know anybody else in this match uh, somebody in my section um, said, what, what's the guy's name? DL what? Hurst. Yeah, it looked like DL Hewley from our section on the side of his tights. So he was DL Hewley for the night. Um, <laughs> yeah. He kept trying to hit this evil look on his face, and it just looked like he forgot how to smile. And uh, I know what he was going for, but it was just funny to me at the time. And I'm just like, he looks like he forgot how to smile and he's trying to figure out how to smile during these like moments at the hard cam. And, <laughs> and it just, it made me laugh every time he did it after that. So, but yeah, I thought he was real solid. 
I thought everybody did really well in the match. I think I think Levi has the potential to be really special. I don't yep. I don't remember when it was, but I think it was some show before Hell on Earth. And it it might have been uh the last Akron show, it might have been two hundred, where I know I told some people that I felt like Levi would be over as fuck in AIW. Something we we like weird things. Like look at how much Space Monkey is loved in AIW. Look at uh, Danhausen and the fuck the production when it first started and all that stuff. There's we do like some maybe not necessarily weird things, but different things. And I felt Levi we would fall in love with him, but he he just needed a shot. He just needed one chance to do it. The pre-show matches were a little little hit and miss, but it's great for him to just have killed it in the match, and the crowd went nuts. I have nothing more that I can say. Fucking, I loved it. Churns that butter, man. That's right. And the, it was Levi winning with the diving headbutt. Don't anybody tell him about CTE. They don't tell him about that, the Amish folks. So <laughs> Let him keep doing that headbutt. It'll be fine. Uh, next up, filthy Tom Lawler versus Lee Moriarty. Another another chance for Lee to step up and w- having it against Filthy was perfect. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the match? Start with Stacy. Dude, it was really good. It was it was a great match. I think it was I think it was on par with the matches that Lee's had with Alex Shelley. I mean, it's a different kind of match, but it was. I thought it was really good, man. I had some chatty Cathy's over in my uh, side that decided that uh, he shouldn't, Filthy Tom should not wrestle in those shorts, and that's all they talked about the entire match. Uh, Man, a lot of people were fixated on those shorts. Yeah, I I I enjoyed the match. Like that didn't bother me. Like they looked like they were stretchy, so it made sense. Like that's just how Tom is. He does things like that. It doesn't phase me. Uh, I was more interested to see uh, the next step in uh, Lee's adventure here in an AIW and uh, moving up to a former world champion in AIW, a former absolute champion, and uh, who who just recently beat um, Jeff Cobb. So I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting to see if he can get one over here on, on Filthy Tom or not. Uh I did. I did want the dick twist to happen to Lee though, because Lee called me a hoe. <laughs> uh, we did squash that beef in the hallway later, uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good match, and uh, I, I would like to see a rematch now between them two. So, man, you're thirsty for a dick flip, dude. There was just <laughs> a dick flip. Mm. I, I, it's. I think it's the point that Lee was like. <laughs> he never wants that to happen again. So I was like, all right, somebody do it again. <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of those things when you're told not to do it. You're like, all right, I'm going to do it. So that, that's, I, I know what we wanted. Cause I, when I saw him after the Although, show, he was like, I heard what you said. And I'm like, my bad. <laughs> well, the, 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 they started calling for uh, Indian burns and uh, yes. all, all the other fun punishments so we got to try to get through all the different punishments in the matches i think that's a a new fun thing that reese was trying to get going so i'm behind that i need to address something 
because it's bugged me for two fucking shows. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who you fucking people are, but listen to me. Listen to the words I am saying. Moriarty. Moriarty. Fuck this Lee, 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 Lee shit. (laughs) Okay. It's so bad. His last name fits the fucking cadence. Come on. What's really fun is when he debuted in Bizarro like two weekends ago, the first time ever they hit that no problem. Like it made like they instantly got it. Like they they did the the Moriarty and and it worked. And I'm like, he's been in AIW for how long? And we get Lee 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 Lee. What is going on? I think I saw a graphic the other day that just had a bunch of Lees on it. It's because of you motherfuckers. I was about to say he has a shirt now. <laughs> That that says Lee 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 Lee. Cause you're too goddamn dumb to chant Moriarty. The man made merch. You know we're the only. Uh, you know Stephanie McMahon made fun of us in Cleveland for not being able to chant correctly, and we're just proving it that it's just it's not just hey. there. It's everywhere. We can't fucking chant correctly in Cleveland. So hey, I hey, man, I went to a SmackDown taping years ago. And it was for, uh, I forget what, WrestleMania, but a contract signing between Edge and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Edge was the face. Alberto Del Rio was the heel. And what what do you <laughs> think? U- USA. The, uh, USA. Yeah. It's like, what do you think the crowd was chanting? USA. And it's like, d- oh. wait a minute. What? No. No, that's no epic fail of your no. racism, guys. Good job. <laughs> neither, neither of these men are from the place you're chanting. Uh, that also happened. Ohio must be very good for this because at a house show at uh, Youngstown at the Cavelli Center, I don't know, like four or five years ago, I witnessed uh, an arena full of people in a match between Rusev and Cesaro chant USA. I'm. <laughs> The funny thing is with both of those, it's like, all right, both of the competitors in both situations aren't from this country, but both of them live in this country. So what, do you, what does that chant mean? That chant is why Donald Trump is president. That's, that's, that's the fucking answer. <laughs> let's uh, let's, let's uh, move on. Uh it was Filthy Tom Lawler winning via Psycho Driver. And he beat Lee, 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 Lee. Moriarty, yes, he did. <laughs> be better. It's okay to be mad that you were wrong. Just be better. That's all. <laughs> I mean, they still try to do the one fall thing all the time, man. Like uh, we're, we're, I was about to say gonna that. It's going to be st- at least a couple more years before we get there. Yeah. Every time I think it's almost gone. There's a couple of times where it's like, it's just like a handful of people on one of them. And I'm like, oh, did it die? And then the next time, it's like everybody remembered. They're like, oh, one fall. Oh, good. We're still doing this. Super cool. 2020 Shame Cup. It's all them fans from the UK. It's all their fault. They started this. I'm not blaming anybody outside of the room I'm in for that shit. <laughs> You're responsible for your own actions. <laughs> you, you yell one fall. That's on you. You can't pass that buck to anybody else. <laughs> Next up, we had Eric Stevens versus Mance Warner in Mancer We Trust. Uh, God, this match was 
I love both of these dudes. It is just so fucking crazy. Is there a bad match kind of that like mans can have in in AIW? Like most of them have been at least somewhat good. And then when you throw up against a guy like Eric Stevens, it was going to be just fucking chaos between them. And this uh, this was any thoughts? Eric, Eric Eric Stevens hasn't had a bad match in AIW. No, not not one. We get one more. I was about to say, well, one more. In, Cleve- in Cleveland, we get one more. Yes. Uh, AIW gets two more. Man, that's a sad fact because I would love to see a lot more Eric Stevens matches at AIW. Well, the great thing is if you know we don't see him in the ring anymore, you can still see him battling people on Twitter every single day. Oh, and today was a banner day for that shit. It's been a banner fucking almost a week because <laughs> it started on fucking Friday or maybe it was Saturday. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, so, so good. there's another there's another show that covers that. Leave that to them, which they par- <laughs> which they've partly covered already at this point. Yeah. So, um, but uh, They'll talk about more anyway. Don't um, don't put don't put that name on your podcast. Leave that out of here. You don't need that. What? You don't need you don't need that clown's name on your podcast. I <laughs> I wasn't gonna say his name. Okay, I, I was just making sure. Why the fuck would I say that name? Fuck that. There's a dude that I don't like on my Twitter feed. It's that motherfucker. You got him and his lawyer both blocked. because <laughs> I don't want to see their shit. Anyway, Eric Stevens, Mance Warner, they both don't like him. But anyway, uh, this match, fucking crazy. What are your thoughts on it, Stacey? It was really crazy. I So I'm, I missed part of this. I missed time to trip and uh, misjudged how exactly how long Mance's entrance is. It's not as long as it feels like. Oh, So I missed about the first third of this match. Uh but the two thirds I saw were fucking crazy. And that uh, chair door contraption was, oh, shit. Yeah, they uh, I honestly think Mance is one of them guys that could wrestle a broom and have a good match with it. He's just uh, this hybrid that can just wrestle anybody and get a good match out of him. And he just uh, his promos, I really love his promos, especially like the ones he's been doing on MLW. He, uh, I just, he, when, when his music hits, like I, I sing along every single time. I don't care. I always get my phone out, turn my light on. I don't give a shit. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the, uh, that nice uh, flag that they had. I actually inquired about getting one. I'm going to buy one of those once they become available again. Uh, I missed out on the first run. And uh, Mance, is, Mance is one of my very, very top favorites right now. He's uh, really grown on me in the last year. And uh, this match was just awesome. I love I love Eric Stevens. I'm glad that I, I got to see him and his return and all these times. And I know that uh, once he's done, I'll look back and be like, man, those were really fun matches that he had. And uh, I... This was everything I kind of was expecting out of the match, and they that door contraption was just ridiculous. And <laughs> at least Mance didn't get stapled to anything this time. I appreciate 
the number of actual lighters I saw come out during his entrance, not just lights on cell phones, but people who were carrying around an actual lighter. That was Akron's a different crowd. There were, there were plenty of lighters in there. <laughs> if I still smoked, I, I would do the, I would do the lighter as well, but yeah, Mancer's great, man. Mancer's Mancer's fucking real good. Uh, he's good at every aspect of wrestling. This is a match that, uh, people should seek out. It was really fucking good. Both of these guys are sort of at the top of their game. Uh, and it, this match was really good. Like there it's, it's reason alone. There's a lot of good stuff on this show, this match just, and I didn't see the first third of it. Uh, but the, the two thirds I saw were reason enough to buy this shit when it's available. Yeah, I had a tie for uh, my favorite uh, match on the show, and it was this one and another one that we're going to be talking about here in a second. Uh, both made me really, really uh, happy I was at the show live. It was Eric Stevens winning via Northern Lights Bomb on a chair. And I'll be honest, that surprised me. I don't feel like he's won many matches in AIW since his return. But he pulled off one here, so that was that was pretty awesome to see. Next up, we had Chase Oliver versus Dominic Guarini, and this this started pretty quick and fucking just just kept on going. What were your thoughts on the match, Butters? Now this is the other match that was tied for me. Uh, I really liked uh, the opening sequence in this. Uh, they they did a lot of really cool stuff in this match. And uh, Dom has really grown on me uh, as well, so uh, that's why I was really happy with this match. And he he has some some sick moves, and the the, the gotch pile driver that he does is just fucking brutal every time I see it. And uh, there's a really good photo that I retweeted uh, from uh, looks like it was in the stands but it's just a beautiful like photo of, like him in midair with that gotch pile driver that look just it looks beautiful this looks so cool what were your thoughts on the match stacy man how good is chase oliver how good is chase oliver like that kid came back like a different fucking dude he was good before uh but it's just he's like he's he's close man like he's he's close to having this whole thing figured out like he does uh, that fucking moonsault's perfect. Oh yeah, he's man, he's so good. This match was. I uh, going into it, I didn't really know what to expect out of it because it's two pretty distinctly different styles. Yeah, uh, but it it worked, man. This match was really fucking good. Chase Oliver is really fucking good. As good as Chase Oliver was, it was still Dominic Greeny getting the win via that power driver and. That wasn't just it. After the match, you had Big Tuan Tucker coming out. So we will see more from Big Tuan versus Dom at, at some point. I feel like that's all leading to Florida, probably. Yeah, that's what makes the most sense. We have one show that I would figure was what really counts between now and then. And then there was also... Yeah, just Gaunt. Just Gauntlet, yeah. There is the, the show that AIW announce that they're going to be part of but i think if you would compare it to anything it sounds like it's going to be like the warp tour there's going to be some special matches there but i don't think it's a lot of storyline stuff except for the one match that 
was announced, and uh, we'll we'll kind of get into it right now because we got into the main event of the evening: Wes Barkley and Joshua Bishop versus one called Manders and Matt Justice, the Rip City Shooters versus Second Gear Crew. This this was another one. I mean, this is how you end the night. We we had some crazy matches. We had some hard hitting matches. This is where you go further. This is where it's crazy. You have, I was gonna say, I was about to say two hard hitting motherfuckers like Manders and Justice, but no, it's all three of them. And motherfuckers still hate Wes. And I don't feel like there was as big of a section rooting for them. I mean, there was a section, but not as much as it was. What were your thoughts on this match, Stacy? My thought just now was. You just said all three of them, and everyone knew that the one you didn't mean was Wes. <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. Um, dude, this was crazy. So, not uh, I have came around on Manders to where, like, I, I dig Manders. He's a good wrestler. Um, however, as they were coming out, like, Justice gets up on the one speaker, and he tells Manders <laughs> yes. to get up on the other speaker. Man, he had a real hard time getting up on that speaker. Like I watched that there was a battle there between him and that speaker. He was real concerned and you could see it. Well, there um, was a uh there was a box on top of it. It looked like uh like an audio box or something. Yeah. With some lights on it. And I think he just didn't want to like smash it when mm-hmm. he climbed up there or he would have just jumped up. But like yeah. he was trying to like get up there and not knock it off or break it, so yeah, that was that was a struggle to not do that. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a real awkward moment there. He recovered from it, but boy, man, you could see you could. I watched that happen in real time. Um, <laughs> this match went everywhere um, because, of course, it did. Uh, it was it was big and crazy and exactly what you would expect it to be. It was real fucking good. What are your thoughts on the butters? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's there's really not a whole lot to say. It's it's the main event. It's second gear crew. It's Rip City. They're gonna brawl everywhere. There's gonna be guardrails used. There's gonna be chairs, doors, tables, you name it. It's gonna get used and it's gonna be crazy. Fonzie's gonna do some shit. It was a good time. Uh, always uh, fun to see and always a great main event. Man, there's something about the visual when when they go up into the bleachers at Akron. Because, like, partway up the bleachers, it starts being painted, like, into the mural that's part of the wall there. Like, just that visual of people fighting in front of, like, the artwork in that place makes me laugh every time. Like, no matter how serious or, like, what's going on, if you go up in those bleachers and fight, I'm going to think it's funny 100% of the time. You get the right lighting and get a photo to look like they're just fighting in Egypt or something. It'll be great. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Well, it was Matt Justice picking up the victory when he splashed West through a table for the win. But we yeah, but we didn't end there. But then, then when I, I kind of thought everything was over, I think I had kind of like looked away for a second. Next thing I know, Mister Brickster is in the ring and he's attacking Justice, and I believe he was attacking Manders too. But uh, Manders, I believe he ran to the back with uh, oh. Uh, Fonzie, and brings out Mance Warner. So the whole group of them run off Brickster, Bishop, and Barkley. We were told uh, 
after all this that we're going to see at that that particular uh, show in Columbus that you're we're going to see uh, was what Mance, Justice, and Fonzie versus Brixter, Bishop, and Barkley. Yeah, how about that? In a street fight. Yeah, in a street fight. That's fucking fucking Brixter, man. Mr. Fucking Brixter. Okay. Um, both, I believe Charlie and I both talked to Brixter. And I know he told me, and I believe he told Charlie, he's not in a match tonight. So I was like, all right. Yep. Man, that's. He sucks. didn't lie to you. He didn't. That's what I told him after the show. I'm like, you didn't fucking lie to me. And I love it. He he made it sound like he would be in something down the road, which I think sometimes happens where, or at least maybe happened a little bit last year, where, okay, um, we've seen how you did in, in the tryout, but we're going to use you at another show, not this one. So I figured, oh, that's they must figure out they knew what they had with you, and they just didn't want to throw you on here, didn't want to throw you in that scramble match. Okay, whatever. No. It, here's Mr. Brickster, and this is... The only time I could think of where Mr. Brickster is not a good guy. Mr. Bris- Brickster is not a face. It's going to be interesting. And I hope. Yeah, man, I think I think it works perfect. It does. It, yeah. Put, putting him with Bishop, too, because I think, uh, not counting Wes, obviously, but Brickster and Bishop almost mirror each other of, like, the intensity that they can bring. Why not? There's- there's a whole bunch of cool promos coming up in the future from those guys. Fuck, Somebody needs yes. to get on that. I'll put there's th- potential for some epic fucking promos out of that crew. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm really excited. It makes so much sense, and we're gonna see stuff like that. Um, any other thoughts on Mick, Mr. Brickster? Well, dude, it was weird because like earlier in the show, at the point where I realized there probably weren't gonna be any other student spots. I was talking to Pat and I was like, man, no Brickster. Brickster didn't make the thing. And he was like, no, he's right over there. And he was. He was just like standing over on the side in his fucking street clothes. And I was like, man, that's fucking weird that Brickster didn't. Brickster didn't make the cut at the talent initiative. That's fucking weird. Well, I guess I know why. Brick City. Yeah. There were a few names that I know didn't make it one way or another. And... You know, hopefully that's something that they can just build on, or maybe AIW brings them in later on down the road. Uh, no clue, but I'm happy. Uh, uh, we had all these, you know, debuts and a couple reintroductions to AIW. It was a great night. I, I love having those moments, and like Charlie said, you know, sitting behind me, like there's a lot of people I went crazy for. M- Mr. Brickster, it was the perfect ending for it all. Yeah, I, I think. I think the people who were put in positions where you like know where they're going to be kind of going forward with AIW, I think the cases where that happened at this show were all perfect uh, with with Ziggy and with Brickster. Like it, it just makes sense. Like in yep. both cases, it makes sense and it's good. And that was AIW's Heyo. Any final thoughts on the show, Stacy? Uh, it was a good time. Pam got to have two brownie Sundays, so she was happy. Uh, our friend, we brought our friend Shoes, who uh, had never been to an AIW show before, and now he already bought a front row ticket for Gauntlet and is bringing other people. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, it was a good time, man. The Akron shows are always a little bit weird. Um, they're a little closer to home, 
the the Akron after party was uh, different than Good Company. Uh, I would say the next time if there's a Thursday's after party after Akron, maybe go, maybe go. You should probably go. It was an experience. I hadn't been in a college bar in a while. Mm, okay. I can only imagine if the place had been crowded, what it would have been like. How about you, Butters? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a really fun time, and I love the Akron shows, and I hope uh, we keep going back. And I, I heard that we were supposed to have more this year, and hopefully uh, we do some really fun special things at each of those. So They didn't ne- announce the next Akron date, did they? Uh, I don't Officially, I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't believe so. Not yet. I, didn't so. I, didn't think, I know we had it like announced back in November this particular show, so I wasn't sure if I had happened to miss because there was just so much going on that I maybe I did miss the announcement. So um, no, no Akron Day announced just yet, but I do know one is coming. There's going to at least be an extra one this year, so that's that's awesome. Uh, Akron, which AIW had never been into until, you know, 2018. So entering the third year of it, this is awesome. I, I love AIW being 20 minutes away from me, and it makes things just a hell of a lot easier. And the you know, more shows we have here, the better. And this show, it did what it needed to do. There was people that I know that go to a company down the road, and uh, I... To help introduce them to AIW, and hopefully they they come more. Even if it's people that just come to Akron because it's closer, I I understand the struggle for some people. It's fine, but uh, well, that's the thing. Akron has a different crowd. Yeah, like there are some people that go to Cleveland shows that also go to the Akron shows, but there is a a a much different crowd. Like there are Akron people who come that I have now seen like at enough Akron shows and not seen at other shows that I've pieced together. Like oh. I recognize that person. They just come to the Akron shows. That's cool. I get it. If you live in like Canton and you don't want to drive to Cleveland for wrestling, I get that. But driving up the road to Akron is not a big deal. Yep. And then sometimes I think with uh, certain families, they might be easier to get to an Akron show than, you know, getting up to to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I grew up real poor man there were times where we had a car that we could trust to drive around town but maybe not to another town i know that struggle all right any uh final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go start with butters all right so i'm gonna take my time here on this one um i'm actually going to talk about nami the national alliance for mental illness uh you can check them out at nami.org uh, they provide advocacy, education, support, and public awareness so all that all individuals and families affected by mental illness can build better lives. Uh, they do a lot of great work. Um, they have local offices in most states. Um, and I was just informed that uh, Pod Van Dam, Cobra Clutch, and Mance Warner are collaborating on a shirt, and all proceeds from that shirt will go to uh, NAMI. Um, and Cobra Clutch is a uh, artist that you can find on Instagram. They do a lot of interesting stuff, uh, and that's that's all I have. Stacy, oh man, I have uh, I have a couple things to plug. Um, Thing number one is 
there as of today when you're downloading this um you could also have downloaded the newest episode of super fantastic uh it's tom troll and i talking about dawn of the dead and george romero uh it's part one of two um the first part being a little more heavy on like the george romero side and not the movie specific but the uh Second episode is going to come out on uh, Leap Year Day, so on February 29th. Uh, part two will be there. So you can get that wherever you get your podcasts. If you like horror movies, check it out. It's a little bit different than what I have been doing before on the podcast, but it's kind of what I'm going to be doing for the next year. So if you're into horror movies, give it a listen. Um, I do research, and I think it's interesting. You can let me know if it's not. If it's awful, please tweet at me and let me know. At Stacy Silvers. Uh, the second thing is uh, Gauntlet for the Gold Weekend. I don't. You're not really going to have another episode other than the preview between now and then, huh, Summers? Of course I am. There's two weeks to fill. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, where those are probably going to be like interviews, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no uh, regular kind of like uh, preview review format. No, no, no. Yeah, the next two uh, episodes will be interviews. Right, so um, that weekend is kind of like there's uh, there's Gauntlet for the Gold and there's UXWA. Uh, it's the anniversary show at the Avenue uh, where we had the last show. Uh, it's really cool. It's a it's a huge change for UXWA, and it's way for the better. Um, so there's that show coming up uh, as part of uh, Gauntlet for the Gold weekend, and that's on Saturday. And actually, on Thursday, there's going to be a, a Pod Van Dam thing uh, at Good Company um, for like AIW fans and uh, as like a cool hangout for everybody. Because I know people have talked before too about like the AIW fans looking for other things to do that aren't just wrestling shows. Well, here is one. Uh, it's going to be that Thursday, the 19th. So mark that on your calendar. I don't think there's anything else uh, going on that matters in town that night. Um, so. Uh, Thursday, stop on out for that, and then Gauntlet on Friday and UXWA on Saturday. I will be at one out of three. So you're coming to UXWA? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadly, there's another show running that night closer to my house. And trust me, I'm kind of sad that I can't make it, but it is what it is. I'll definitely be at Gauntlet for the gold. And actually, oddly enough, I, I won't. I won't announce names, uh, but. I already have people like stepping up wanting to do the preview. So, well, one wanted to do it. The other one I asked. So it's, it's going to be a, a nice, nice combination there. And I'm not going to announce the next two weeks of who's going to be on. One's been recorded. The other one hasn't. So I'm going to wait because I don't know which one's going to go first because I kind of want to get the one that's not recorded to go first. So we'll, we'll get onto that later. So you're saying people were tired of hearing me do previews and reviews. <laughs> I try to keep a nice, steady group of people, but sometimes it's harder to get people if they're not coming to shows and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and maybe somebody might get a little uh, carried away with that. I can't really have them do review shows. So, because we then we play a game of does he remember? But, um. Well, man, you realize there's a game of do I remember, right? Like, I mean, every time, every time you pull me out the bullpen to come in and do one of these, it's 
It's does he remember? I'm much more a preview guy than a review guy, man. I'm vape vape pen, sir. <laughs> I, think, I think almost everybody's more preview than review, sadly. Because with a preview, you get we do three matches and then like just pick the rest. Like it's so much easier to do. But would you have to remember a whole show, especially one like this one? Ugh. Anyway, uh, you can find myself at heavyset330, much like you can find this show at Wrestling Chairs, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Chairs, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Chairs, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Chairs. Email, if you so choose, desire Wrestling Chairs at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said before, please rate, review, and subscribe. Your every listen is fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, Wrestling Chairs.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, who finally made their return, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, not ready for primetime wrestling at odds with wrestling and its evolution, baby. And check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Star Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Even if I don't know your Twitter handle offhand. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go away. Yeah. You're a boy, 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 you're a boy